There was this one moment I clocked onto Uberpool, unbeknown to me. Got in, shocked, going, What did what, I do? Why is there someone here? Why is your brother in the car with you, driver? <laughs> and then he was like, What do you mean? This is Uberpool. And after I got over my moment of abject horror, struck up a conversation with this bloke. My friend met her boyfriend that way. No way. Yep, she met her boyfriend on Uberpool. Scary fierce. Scary fun. Scary mommy speaks. <laughs> It's a beautiful day in the podcast studio today. That was really good. Since we're together, I might as well say... Would, would you, you be mine? mine? Would, would you be mine? <laughs> okay. Won't you be my, my podcast co-host? Neighbor. <laughs> it was a oh good boy, try. Oh, boy. Anyway, it's also a beautiful day in the neighborhood. We're getting probably a bit too much. Too uh, singing, Too, too, too sentimental, sentimental. Too nostalgic. We are dedicating this episode to every mom's favorite kids TV host, Mr. Rogers, in honor of the show's recent 50th anniversary and upcoming movie about him. Yes, so the the movie A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is coming out soon, and we got to see it. And we got to interview Matthew Reese, nicest guy. He's in the movie. So nice. He was also won an Emmy for the TV show The Americans. You've seen him a million times. We love him. He's amazing. And in keeping with that sentimental vibe, we've got the sweetest story from one of our very own scary mommies. And not quite sentimental, but equally delicious, we've got confessions. Oh, boy, Dewey. So make sure you stick around for that. I had a great dream last night, Ashley. What was it about? Sleeping? I love to dream about sleeping. That doesn't make sense. I was dreaming about a super soft diaper, one you know would fit your baby's butt so perfectly and comfortably. Sounds like Huggy's special delivery. It's Huggy's softest diaper yet, and it's plant-based, 23% by weight. It's what diaper dreams are made of. Totally. Let me tell you, these diapers work great during the day and overnight. Also, there's a dad on the box. I don't know if you knew this, but dads change diapers too. What? Who knew? So if you're a new mom or know a new mom, go try Huggy's special delivery diapers. Trust me, you'll feel great about what's on your baby's sweet little sensitive skin. Just look for the black and white boxes with the red Huggies. The movie A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is coming out November 22nd based on Mr. Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And the 50th anniversary of the very first episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood just passed. It stars everyone's Hollywood dad, or at least mine, Tom Hanks. The film is based on journalist Tom Junid's real-life friendship with Rogers. Junid was a journalist who wrote a piece for Esquire on Mr. Rogers 20 years ago. He doubted Mr. Rogers' sincerity, and the two have remained friends. And through their friendship, Junid says his life changed. Um, his character is played by Matthew Reese, which is also, I think, uh, like a great guy. It's great really casting. good casting. You and I are both Mr. Rogers mega fans. Oh, yeah, big time. He means so much to me. That was the first celebrity death that ever really touched me. Like, ever really, like, made me sad was Mr. Mr. Rogers. And I'm sure there are people that do not resonate. One of our producers said she was not that, she, she just didn't have that much yeah. um, exposure, like, to Mr. Rogers. That, but it mean, meant everything to me. I yeah. watched it every day. I loved it so much. So Marielle Heller directed it, and she said that she's thrilled to be making the movie. The script knocked me out with its message of kindness and its exploration of the human spirit. As a mother, I am so inspired by the teachings of Fred Rogers— 
And as a human, I'm in awe of his life's work. I can't wait to bring his story to the public and be part of such a thoughtful, smart group of people who are all coming together to make this film, which truly feels to me like an antidote to our very fractured culture. It's a beautiful quote. I mean, I I kind of think that's what why it's made, right? Aren't we, we're living in a time of so much division and not just politically, in every way we are so divided and that was Mr. Rogers' specialty, was when that, bringing us together. And when that documentary, the original documentary, came out, um, I remember just being so emotional for so many reasons. One, because the, the world is a scary place now. Yeah. And what Mr. Rogers did so well was to explain um, how to deal with a world that can be a the scary place. The quote we always bring up, yeah. you know, look for the helpers. We watched a PBS telethon that was just clips of the documentary in between, like, send us money because mm-hmm. we're PBS and this is where this Mr. Is what Rogers we're about. lived. He actually went to, sen- to, to the Congress sen- to, Congress to yeah. fight for PBS. Yeah. That, if anyone ever, that clip to watch, it's, ama- it's oh, amazing. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Yes. But just watching those few clips of the docu- documentary, I was newly postpartum. And I just remember being like, <laughs> Matt walking in and being like, you are not, we're not taking you to see this movie because you can't handle <laughs> well, it emotionally. I, I kept thinking that I want my daughter to grow up in a world where Fred, Fred Rogers is still alive. But he is because of what he did and his episodes. You can still have the, the spirit of Mr. Rogers. I've tried to get Sebastian into it, and I, he's I think just, he's a little young. Uh, yeah, he's just not there. We tried to get him into Daniel Tiger. Who do you think would have made a bad Mr. Rogers casting? Because I have some ideas. The guy um, from Silence of the Lambs, Anthony Hopkins. No, the other one. The There's, guy, the skin suit. Oh, <laughs> I think Russell Crowe would have been terrible <laughs> casting. Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, horrible. <laughs> Who else? Russell Crowe just seems so unlikable in so many ways. I would love to see Meryl Streep as Mr. Rogers. No, I don't. Don't fuck with it. <laughs> Not that women can't be men. Gender blind casting. Uh, Kanye, that would be bad. Oh, God, that would be bad. So bad. As much as I love Kanye, that would be bad. Kanye probably thinks he is Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I think that's why that train of thought even went. <laughs> Actually, Ugh. David Letterman is Mr. Rogers. I love Letterman, but like... He doesn't give you the warm fuzzies like Mr. Rogers. No, but that's why I want to see it. I want to see that stretch. As a little girl, Tom Hanks was my Hollywood dad and Julia Roberts was my Hollywood mom. They looked like my parents to me. They were who I always equated with my parents. your dad's giving me a Tully Savalas vibe. I don't know who that is. (gasps) He is looking at you, baby. Oh. I don't know what he looks like. Anyway, your dad gives like a sexy Tully Savalas vibe. Okay, let's not air that at all, please. So there was a, a tweet that went out that was, I guess, the first picture of Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. And these were some of the responses because they are great. Uh, someone said, this is the most wholesome image that exists in the universe. <laughs> and that's exactly how I felt looking at the movie poster. I was like, oh, me. Like my heart, you know. This picture is literally the only thing preventing multiple nervous breakdowns and strokes across the country right now. Agreed. I mean, we need it. We need it now more than ever. I probably should just keep a picture of him playing that role in my pocket as like some calming I know. principles. I used to have a wallpaper on my laptop that was a picture of Mr. Rogers that said, be the person Mr. Rogers always knew you were. Aww. It like really. Oh, that makes me cry a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it really hit me. I was like, I am going to be. <laughs>
Carrie and I had the pleasure of going to see a screening of the new Mr. Rogers movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. We've been wanting to see this movie forever, and we're so excited that we got the chance to see it It, ahead of time. We were so excited. It Just two hours, nonstop crying. Thank goodness the producer bought an entire box of tissues (laughs) to the studio, I mean to the screening, because even our producer who hardly cries about anything. Tears. Tears. Like moment one, I'm like, oh boy, let me take 15 of these. We're all reaching over each other to pull tissues. Oh, God. It was such a beautiful, beautiful movie. I don't think I've stopped crying. Since I don't you've think seen so. It. Uh, but the very next day, we sat down with Matthew Reese. We had a great conversation. Such a lovely man. The it nicest. Was wonderful. The nicest man. As we mentioned before in the previous segment, um, Matthew Reese plays a journalist on assignment to interview Mr. Rogers. Should we take a listen Let's to our interview? Take a listen. It's Carrie. And Ashley. And we are here with one of the stars of the new film, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Emmy Award winner, Dad, Matthew Reese. Okay, so look for the helpers is a phrase of Mr. Rogers' quote that we mention a lot on our show. Uh, Why do you think that's something that resonates with moms to this day? Oh, that's such a good one. This is something we talk about, well, look for the helpers. I, lo- I, I love that line. Because I think it's got lost in this modern age of kind of you know, new currency of cynicism and aggression, the, the kind of easy defaults. Um, um, and, and the helpers are still out there. The Mr. Rogerses are still out there. You just have to look for them. And, it, and, it's, put, and it's reintroducing faith in the human race, um, which I think we're slightly in danger of losing, you know. That's why we cried and, for two hours. Because yeah. yes. it reminded us that we have to still have faith in yes. the human race. Yes, absolutely. And also, like Fred said, you have to, you have to work at it. It takes it takes effort, um, but but the the payoff is far greater. Um, when I heard the phrase "look for the helpers," you, you kind of have a jolt. You go, "Oh yes, therefore I must be a helper also." That's a good point. Yeah, the, you can't you know because I'm now out of an age where I should be the helper. So it always gets me a bit emotional. Yeah, yeah. we talk about it all I mean, the time on the show. Every so many moments in the movie where yeah. we're just like, this is so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure you've probably have been asked something like this, but we feel that Tom Hanks is basically the male Meryl Streep. <laughs> He's like a god. How is yes. it, I'm sure America wants to know, how was it meeting him for the first time? Do you know, one of the first times I met him, I had a, I had a, I had a small part in the Spielberg film, The Post, and it was oh, Meryl yeah. and Tom. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, you got double duty. I got, yes, but I didn't act with them. It was just like at this social event, and they kind of they both walked past, and I went, oh, and you almost kind of curtsy, like I was probably like, oh, oh, oh no, I'm okay. They're like, yeah. you know, but I have they are they're royalty to to me. Um, so it was to be honest, it was terrifying working with him. You because we're so familiar with Tom Hanks, you feel so safe with. He kind of comes on screen, you go, oh, we're okay now. Tom Hanks is here. <laughs> um, he he kind of elicits this, almost the same feeling as Fred Rogers does. It's spot but on casting. It's yeah. kind of, like, right, it couldn't be anyone else. Yeah. But, he, he, but as an actor, <laughs> careful what you wish for. Because <laughs> right. he walked in, I was so starstruck. And then he sits down, you start rehearsing, and you're like, oh, How do I behave? I, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't. My, I was acting, trying to be relaxed. So there was a lot, of, lot to get over before I could start acting. Yeah. I mean, watching the movie, I walked out of there and I was like, I need to be a better person. Yes. How do you feel that this movie changed you as a father, a husband, and just a general Human person? Being. Yeah. Oh God, I'm still, I'm still processing that yeah. because uh, you, you know one of the things we talk about was the timing. 
how Fred would kind of always slow time down because usually because he was truly listening to people. And in those, mo in, if you slow down for a moment, so much can happen. Reflection, you know, <laughs> patience, all these new things kick in, <laughs> new things. And I thought I was being one kind of parent. I was like, oh, I won't be my parent. My parents were great. But I thought, oh, I'll be the new modern parent. And then I did this movie and I was like, I'm not that parent I thought I was. <laughs> At all. I'm telling a two and a half year old what to do and not seeing the world from his point of view and not listening to him. And I'm trying to listen more to other people because I think, as Fred said, other things follow suit. If you listen, you're more likely to see someone's point of view and then empathy follows and, you know, it's only us. There is no them. So keep working towards that. That's gonna make me cry just thinking about that right mm. now. Oof. Um, so one of our, we, we touched on this earlier, but one of our main big lessons at Scary Mommy is that being a parent doesn't mean being perfect. Oh. And that what you just said, um, that being good and kind actually takes like constant effort, effort and work. Mm. Um, what, you already talked about it a little bit, but what was your takeaway hearing those words come from Mr. Rogers. Well, it's reassuring because he said himself, you know, and Joanne Rogers, his wife, still said he wasn't a saint. There's no such thing. You have to work at it. You know, he'd get angry like everyone else. But they were there were choices he made every day. And he was, there's no such thing as perfection. And it's relief, it's a relief. You go, oh, ev everyone, we're all human, all fallible. Like, I can be a little bit like Mr. Rogers. Right. Yes. <laughs> and she said, Thank you. you know, he's like, she go, he drove me crazy. You know, yeah. he we all have the same problems, you know. What was fantastic is, even in the moments of anger, of frustration, if you can listen, it slows everything down because everyone gets a moment, then it throws your attention away from you, and your, your emotion, emotion mm -hmm. and you put it on someone else, and then it opens up communication. And look, believe me, I've failed it eight million times since I made this movie, but what it does, it also introduces an awareness of that in your brain. And you catch yourself going, oh, right. Awareness I'm, is the first start. Right. Yes, yeah. that I'm, almost, not, I'm actually not doing that. It's almost like you can rewire it and change your perspective. You can, you yeah. can. And then you can work at something then if you're aware of it. And it won't necessarily work every time, but the awareness is the first step. So now that we've learned about this movie and how wonderful it is. And we got to listen to Matthew Reese's delicious accent. So delicious. And you don't even like accents. I know, but I was really into it. But I think it's because he was so nice. He exuded... Fred Rogers' kindness. Also, it's a good accent. It is a good accent. Anyway, we also got to play a super fun game with Matthew. Take it away. Hi, Scary Mommies. I'm Matthew Reese. Let's play yay or nay. All right, ready? Yes. Neighbors who chit-chat. Oh, yay. Wait, when, chit chat meaning what? Gossip like, or, no, or talk? No, convo. Oh, yeah, yay. Yay, more talk. Yes, I agree. Lending your car to your neighbor. Yay. Oh, you're so good. Yeah. I don't I know would, if I would do that. I would have been I think this could be site specific, because like some neighbors you'd be like. Which neighbor? Yeah. And oh, how nice yeah. is your car? Right. How about unexpected drop in guess? Yay. You're That's good. Nice. You're practically you're Mr. Rogers. Nice. Now, I grew up in Wales with the back doors open and the kettle's always on. <laughs> there you go. So That's your mother's nice. always going, come in, come in, we just made tea. That's, That's so nice. Beautiful. <laughs> okay, cardigans. Yay. Love a cardigan. Yes. So good. Love a cardigan. I'm cardigan, kind of... cardigan is a place in Wales. The Earl of Cardigan invented the cardigan. Is that really? true? Yes. Huh. We used to go to Cardigan. Uh, and uh, get cardigans? No, on summer, <laughs> holiday, summer holidays. We used to go there in the summer. You should go there for winter Ooh, if it's a cardigan. Well, yeah, it's difficult cardigan <laughs> weather, but it's on the coast. It's a beautiful place. Oh, you're 
the drop in knowledge. Yeah. Oh, drop in. No <laughs> idea. Yay. Yay. Both place and clothing item. Perfect. How about Uber pool? Well. <laughs> You've got feelings. Time out. Oh, there was this one moment I clocked onto Uber pool unbeknown to me. Got on, got in, shocked, going, what did what, I do? Why is there someone here? Why is your why why is your brother in the car with you, driver? <laughs> and then he was like, "What do you mean? This is Uber Pool." And I, after I got over my moment of abject horror, struck up a conversation with this bloke. My friend met her boyfriend that way. No way. Yep, she met her boyfriend on Uber Pool. Wait, That's but did the they best know? Story ever. Did they know you were Matthew Reese? No, not okay. at all. Not at all. They were just... And then the three of us had this great conversation on the way to JFK. That's amazing. I know. <laughs> what a story. I was like, hey, you going to JFK too? <laughs> this is that time of trip. Yeah, that's amazing. Let's do tipping. All right. T Ooh, yes. Tipping over 20%. See, I have this Life thing about the service industry these days. I'm slightly thinking, what's happened? What's happened to the good old service industry? I mean, as a long-term waiter, I would agree with you. Right. And I hustled. Right. Well, that's the point. That's that's the point. I, I worked hard for that. Back 20%. in the day, when people hustled for their tips, right. you go absolutely. You know why? Because you worked for this. Right. Yes. There's a there's an element I'm fine creeping and going. You could do like a both yay and an eighteen percent. Oh yeah, look, I'm <laughs> I'm happy to pay tip whatever if it's if it's, it's earned. Do it. Yeah. Yes, but there's now there's this uh, there's this kind of no no this is what you should mm -hmm. have to pay. I don't. Then just add it on the price. I know. Yeah. Exactly. That, no, that's no, gonna be like that. Wages gray nonsense. gray area. Gray area. Gray area. It's amazing. I like this. Yeah, yeah, and they. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. much. That was that a lot fun. of fun. I'm glad you had a good time. Thank you, I did. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is in theaters November 22nd, so put on your best cardigan and go out there and see it, neighbor. Carrie, did you always assume you'd be a mom? I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I did. I, I mean, I think maybe I did just because, you know, it's, it's a part of life. Yeah. Well, did you expect it to be what it is? Is it what you imagined it to be? No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it made me realize that I, how little I knew about what motherhood was, which is weird because there's moms everywhere. I mean, I have two moms, in fact, so you would think that I'd be doubly aware yeah. of motherhood. But, you know, you just don't know what you're, what it's about, what you're getting into until it happens. No, and that's so true. I think the world needs to understand what we're dealing with, you know? Totally agree. And that is why Carrie and I have decided to do a series in partnership with Huggies that's called Hug on Heroes. We asked you, our scary mommies, about stories where someone helped you. We received a lot of stories, all from moms saying just that. And we chose a few of those stories to share with you. And we'll be interviewing one mom per episode, asking her to tell us about the hero who reminded her to hug on. This episode is really special to me because we're talking to Nicole, and at the time, she was a young single mom of two. I'm already impressed. She had just moved to a new city on her own with her two small children. More impressed. And she had no friends there. No. No family. Ugh, you're kidding me. And no job, and is she's just trying to figure out what her next move is. Oh my goodness, did she make it? What did she do? What happened? I need to know. Okay, Ash, well, the only way to find out is just to talk to Nicole. So let's do that. So, hi, I hope you're having a good day. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about your story? Yeah, I'd love to. At the time, I was 20 years old. I just moved to a new city with my two very young daughters. My oldest is Melody. She was she was just going to turn three. And my youngest is Raina, and she was just learning how to sit up. She was 
probably maybe six months old. And it was very scary. You know, like I said, this is a new town. I had no friends in this new town. I had no family. I didn't even have food in my refrigerator yet. So I decided to go to a local restaurant so we could have a quick dinner, you know, kind of sort myself out. (laughs) And there was a family, an older family sitting next to us. And um, the parents were maybe mid, late 40s, early 50s. And they had children probably about my age. And, you know, I'm just sitting there eating with my girls. And the family got up to leave. And the father came over to me. And all he said to me, and I'm going to cry, because every time I say it, tell the story, I get very emotional. He came up to me and said, you're doing a good job. That's all he said to me. And he walked away. And I just... I sat there stunned because I didn't feel like I was doing a good job. I'm sure you've thought about this um, yourself, but why do you think he came up to you? Why do you think he did it? I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I might. maybe I looked scared. I'm sure I did because I was scared. I was terrified. He probably noticed you were stressed and had been there, too, being a dad. Oh, He's probably yeah. been in your situation and could recognize that in you, you know, and got it. Oh, yeah. How did it make you feel when he said that? Like, what went through your mind? At first, I was—I didn't know what to say. I mean, it was very shocking, and it wasn't what I was expecting to hear. You don't expect to hear that out of a stranger in the no. middle of a restaurant. Yeah, not, you know, not from I was, a stranger, for sure. I was taken aback. I— I was just absolutely shocked. I think so many times we assume or we think that it's going to be the mother or the the woman that did it. But, you know, he he being a dad, he's the one that came over to you. You know, I've thought about that. I really have. And I think that, I don't know, maybe he was just more outspoken, maybe. Um, I don't consider myself a religious person. I'm very spiritual. But I, I almost wonder if, was he my angel at that time? It's 18 years after that day, but, you know, you still very much remember his words. How often have you thought about that moment, and and what are the instances that you've thought of it? My oldest just turned 21. Raina is going to be 19 here at the beginning of September. So, I mean, I've held on to that that long. When I tuck myself into bed at night, one of the last things I do before I close my eyes is I verbally, out loud, tell myself, I've done a good job today. No matter what has happened, I've done a good job. I've done the best that I can. The other times that I think about it, when I see a mother struggling, you know, out in public, maybe her kid's acting up and, you know, we've all been there and they're frustrated, you know, they're yelling at their kid, they're at the end of their rope and I'll just, I'll tell them, hey, I think you're, you're doing a good job. You're doing what you can do right now. I just think that we need to hear that more. Those are the times that I really think about it. Absolutely. We do. We all need to hear that more often. What do you think, mm-hmm. if, if this man is listening somehow, what do, you, what do you think that you would like, how would you like to thank him? You know, I don't, I don't even know if there's a way to put in words how much I appreciate what he said to me. Like, just saying thank you doesn't seem like enough. What he said to me that day has made such an impact in my life that I have carried it with me and I will continue to carry it with me to the end of my days. For somebody to make that big of an impact 
in my life, a stranger, a complete stranger. I can't, I can't think of anything bigger than that. And I wish I could just give him a hug and let him know I have succeeded. And I do owe that in some way to what he said to me that day. I'm sure the look on your face, he knew that it meant that much to you. I hope so. I, I really do. I also just want to say, you know, this little this little bit, three words made such an impact on you and such a hard time. So thank you for sharing that with us. Well, thank you for letting me share that because so I hope, you know, that people listening would say, hey, I'm going to do that to somebody today. So unlike Nicole's beautiful daughters who are at the time and still sound lovely uh, at restaurants, my son is a consistent disaster. <laughs> I have to clean up after him before we leave a restaurant. This is a true. This is true. I get on my hands and knees and clean up the floor before we leave any restaurant. He throws things. He screams. He, he's always that child that has to be taken outside for a walk around. He takes water and pours it straight on his chest and goes, uh-oh, and then says, ouch, 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 like he's burning. <laughs> Sounds like a really good time. Yeah, he is so fun. And not one person has ever told me I'm doing a good job. Well, I, I wonder why. I'm going to tell you, I think you're doing a great job. Thank you. I really, I genuinely, I mean this, if somebody came up to me at a restaurant in that time, I think it would be so touching to me because Always in that instance, I am embarrassed. I feel like I'm a failure of a mother. I feel like I'm doing terribly. So I do appreciate that. Thank you so much. Maybe one day we'll randomly run into each other at a restaurant and then you can say that to me. I'll say that to you. Yeah. So I had been trying. This is kind of a funny story. I had been trying for, I might say, two years to get into, P.S. My daughter is not two. She's only nine months. I'd been trying for two years to get into this extremely popular fancy restaurant in New York City. Shortly after I had given birth, my reservation came up. I got an email that was like, we have a reservation for you at 7 p.m. Oh, no. We didn't have a babysitter. And we're like, okay, well, we can't not go. We've been waiting for two years. Even before we even thought about having a child, we've been trying to get into this restaurant. So we showered it up. And we walked to the restaurant with the baby. Everyone looked at us like we were absolutely crazy. That's like giving me the sweats. I'm getting so much anxiety thinking about this. They didn't know what to do. They're like, you have a stroller. And I'm like, sorry, I'm sorry. And she's usually pretty good in restaurants. Well, guess what time she was not good yeah. in a restaurant. Okay, I had to do the restaurant walk around. <laughs> I, have a, I have a hysterical picture of her eating the menu. She was eating the menu. Needless to say, we have not been back. We didn't use our full gift card because I was like, we have to leave before dessert. <laughs> this is getting too much. So maybe in another three years, I'll get to use the rest of that gift card. I'm also picturing her in like a like a her baptism outfit because like babies don't generally have multiple very nice outfits. So she just... was in a fancy onesie, yeah. basically. And so that was said, I. This and is my so fancy onesie because I didn't have anything that fit. I was also in a fancy onesie. You know what I found most fascinating about Nicole's story is that. It was 18 years ago, and she still remembers the the whole thing, including the man's exact words. Verbatim. Like, there's no way that he knew that saying that would go as far as it did, but he knew to say something. And I'm, I think I'm realizing after doing all these interviews that those special moments aren't 
They're not about giving advice. They're just about saying something kind to somebody else or something encouraging that just, like we've said before, I see you. Right. It's about being seen, for sure. It's not about giving advice or fixing problems. It's just you're there to listen or you're there to affirm that everything's going to be okay. That's the word, affirm. Affirm. Yeah. Am I going to be okay, Carrie? You're going to be okay, Ashley. Thanks, Carrie. And you're doing great. Hug on. Hug on, Ashley. And hug on, Nicole. Confession time. Shh, confessions. Okay, can I be honest? After such an emotional week with this Mr. Rogers movie and all the content, I feel like these confessions are... Absolutely 100% more necessary than ever before. You got to get it off your chest, Carrie. All right. Well, here we go. Okay. Ashley. Yes. You go. You want me to go first? Yes. Okay. When I say to you that this movie does not fall short of being inspiring and make you feel like you can be the best person. The best version of you. Yes. It's all true. So leaving the movie, I was just so inspired, right? And I thought, I'm going to try and be more like Mr. Rogers. And then somebody asked me for a favor, and I don't even remember what the favor was. And I just went like, I don't really want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to tell you, I feel everyone who's out there listening is like, oh, man, you're a bad person. You're not wrong. Like, I feel like a shitty person. But just... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else to you say. You know what about Mr. It. Rogers said? It takes a little bit of work every day. Yeah. You just got to baby step it. Yes. You got to put in the work every day. It's not like you're just all of a sudden going to be Mother Teresa. Yes. I mean, even even Matthew Reese in the interview said it's about listening and everything else and and working on that. So, you know, I'm listening and I'm working on it. Maybe just like he said, just slow things down and take that pause. Like that's the first step. Yeah. So there we are. We need 12 steps provided by Matthew Reese on how to be a better person. (laughs) If he could just hold my hand and walk me through life, I think I'd be fine with that. Him on one hand, the ghost of Mr. Rogers on the other. That'd be so nice. I know. Okay, what's yours? I hope it's nicer than mine. Speaking of the ghost of Mr. Rogers. So... Everybody in our crew knows this because we've mentioned, like I said. You've talked about it a ton. Ashley and I are kind of obsessed with Mr. Rogers. We talk about him all the time. So the crew knows this, but um, you, our listeners, don't necessarily know this. But my very first crush ever in life was on Mr. Rogers. And after watching the movie, I was like, you know what? Looking back, my 20s were full of a lot of bad male choices. I mean, that's what your 20s are for. I mean, that's what they're for. And you know, I'm not going to lie, like, also a lot of my 30s. Let's just say I had a good... (laughs) That's what your 30s are for. a 20-year span of making poor choices in the men department. But I was really proud of myself that the first person that I had a crush on was maybe the nicest man... That's so nice. ...in the world. Now it's you guys. It's your turn. ScaryMommy.com has a page for completely anonymous confessions, so go on it and do what we do. Just let it all out. I I promise you, you will feel better for it. Here are some of our favorites this week with our dramatized voiceover. My husband just made the most amazing apple pie. Last week it was blueberry. Before that it was cranberry. I so smiled. (laughs) I mean... 
I'd be is fine that a confession? With that. Yeah, All that's right. a really good confession in that it shouldn't be a confession. I guess so. It's just you're living your best life. Delish. I think my boyfriend and his mom are the ones in the relationship, and I'm the third wheel. Oil <laughs> 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 that wheel. Well, that sucks. I, I don't. I would. I. I don't know what I would even do in that scenario. I don't know. I mean, it's always nice that uh, to have family that that likes each other, but still. Uh, is called, it like a Bunny and Trey situation from Sex and the City? It's called a Mama's Boy. You can uh, find them in New Jersey. That's not my thing. <laughs> it's not my thing at all. I want to get my groceries delivered from now until after Christmas. It's tantrum season at Walmart, y'all. <laughs> okay. Can we? I have a bone to pick with grocery delivery services. Really? Yes, because I think they're amazing, and I want to do them. And you know what stops me every single time? What? Uh, I don't trust the person picking my produce. I always get better produce than I would if I picked it myself. But no, I do not, because I've gotten fresh direct before, and they've sent me like rotten bananas. But then you just call them, and they and send they always you new... ref- yeah, and they re- they refund you. These these refund but you. But still, I don't want to deal without my bananas. You know, I just want my good bananas. <laughs> I don't want to deal without my bananas, said <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> I have a kid who's dependent on those bananas. <laughs> What's wrong with you? So much. All right, mamas. Thank you so much for joining us today. We had such a blast. And if you love this show, make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to help more moms find us. And if you want some more Scary Mommy in your life, be sure to subscribe to Scary Mommy Speaks wherever you get your podcasts. If you want even more Scary Mommy, check out our articles and videos on ScaryMommy.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Scary Mommy Speaks is a Some Spider production. This episode was produced by Dorothy Abrams and Julie Katakis, edited by Dorothy Abrams, and recorded and mixed by Weston Fonger. Music provided by Audio Network. Special thanks to Sam Bellingham and Angelina Powers at Vinyl Mix. Don't forget, we want to hear from you. So email your comments to speaks at scarymommy.com. Scary Mommy Speaks. <laughs>